Welcome to For What It's Worth. Wait, wait, we're doing this thing? An introduction to an exploration of the furry fandom. I just want you to know that you're all perverts. I don't know what I'm doing here. Do you know what caused the video game crash of 1983? I'm an innocent fox here. Those two fools, Rue and Tugs. Because Koru couldn't save them. Actually, you guys are streaming live. Oh. Woo! So we are Where? live. So I want to see you fix this one close. Haha. So welcome to the lost episode. It's episode um, season five, episode 10. I was so excited. I thought you were going to screw it up again. I corrected myself. I did screw up, though. You did. Yes. You did. One day I'll get it right. Uh, maybe, maybe like a hundred more episodes or something. <laughs> if we're doing this in a hundred more episodes, we're doing it wrong. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. So, how have you been? I have been not the greatest. But, <laughs> <laughs> but for the audience's sake, I'm doing swell and amazing. <laughs> I, that sound effect was super duper quiet. Did you notice? I definitely did not hear that. I know. It was supposed to be the, ah, and ah. it was like, no. No, no. Yeah, I don't know. What the hell? It's the gasp. Anyway, so. So, um, yeah, I've been, I I went out last night with my boyfriend. With your second? Yeah, with my second. Yeah. And my sister. Bum, bum, bum. You're dating your sister? No, I oh. didn't go on a date with okay, my sister. Okay, glad you're not from the South. She was just with us, so. Does he, yeah, your, your boyfriend looked at her and was all, I'm going to wreck it. Yeah. It, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You're a terrible person, Tugs, but I love you. What'd so, you do? um, yeah, we ended up going to get pho. To get fud? Pho. Yeah. Yeah, and it was really good. Yeah. So it's it's such good food. If you haven't had Vietnamese pho, via what? Vietnamese. Vietnamese, not via whatever you just said. <sighs> okay. No, no. Right. Say it again. Say it again. Vietnamese. No, not that. Not v Vietnamese. Not Vietnamese. Ah, tomato. tomato. No, no, no. It's not Vietnam. Vietnam. It's Vietnam. Vietnamese. <laughs> yes. Is that it? Yes. There I, we go. It's. Have you looked at it on a map? This is. It's just part of your geography. Uh, I guess. Is it? Is it Vietnam like a country? <laughs> ah. I don't know. I don't think that quite qualifies because that's not. What does the feel of your other geog- geographic establishments? It's it's not quite there, but it almost is. It almost was. So I've also been. Um, well, we also went and saw Kung Fu Panda. Woo! You really need to work on your movies. What Kung Fu Panda three? You really it need to work on your. Movies. Actually, was decent. Do you go see adult movies? Yeah, I do. Like what? Like... What's the last adult movie you saw? I saw Martian. When was that? That was... You have to think about it. It's been too long. Like a month ago. Okay. What was the last movie you saw before that? I don't remember. See, you don't go see adult movies. You have a problem. Uh, Well, what adult movies are you wanting me to go watch? Well, like, Spectre was a good movie. Did you see Spectre? Yeah, I saw Spectre. Definitely. Okay. It was an amazing movie. Cool. A lot of people didn't like it, unfortunately. I think you're full of crap, 
No, there's a lot of people that didn't like Spectre. No, no, I don't think you saw Spectre. I did see Spectre. Everything you've said sounds like I, you're telling the future. I, okay, 100%. I'll be 100% honest. Everybody was coming up to me saying how excited that they were for Star Wars. And I was like, I'm excited for the James Bond movie more than, did you see Star, than Wars? Star Wars. Yeah, I went and saw Star Wars. Okay. Do you see non-animated films as much as animated films? Like, I have nothing against animated films here. I just want to know that you have a balance in your life. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> We're judging you. Oh, well, you can judge me all you want. The I don't show care. is judging you. The show I audience like is judging you. I like the shows that I watch. And it's amazing, even if it is cartoon characters. I have no problem with cartoons. You just should have a healthy balance of other things that do not consist of animation. So what do you want me to go watch for getting... What about um, Deadpool? I'll go see Deadpool soon enough, but I haven't seen it yet. You have a look of I don't give a shit about it. It's Deadpool isn't, isn't... I'm not as... I don't necessarily feel that going and seeing a Marvel movie is necessarily being considered as a serious movie or whatever you want to call it. Are you assuming that Deadpool is a family movie? No, it's not a family movie. Okay, good. It's a good. definitely not a family movie. Good. Well, then I don't get what Marvel has. I, I'm not seeing your point. Can you can you please elaborate? Um, I'm doing I'm doing interesting pause. Okay, well... <laughs> I don't see the point. There's a whole bunch of Marvel and superhero right, right. things. Right, which I don't out, go see most of. Which I've seen probably most of them. And everybody thinks that it's the biggest shit ever, but then they won't go see something like Shaun the Sheep, which is the cutest little... Sh- I mean, cutest, cutest little, little movie. <laughs> yeah, the cutest little shit ever. It's so good. Such a good movie. Like I don't understand why people don't go see it. Or because because people this side of the pond just don't have taste. Well, but you're saying that okay, so because I went and saw a Wallace and Gromit movie, Those that's are great. not that's not a grown up movie. Like I did not say I was against grown up movies. I said I was hoping that you had a healthy balance. Okay. I am getting offended. I'm just kidding. Ah, shut up. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I still have button Z. Uh, so, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Let me look at my notes since I don't have a memory. Um, well, when it rains, it pours. So, like you, there have been things going on that I'm not going to get into. But it's uh, things are getting rough for people I care about out there. Really rough, and that's no good. Um, so I've been when helping them. It rains, them. it pours. Yeah, it really does. I hate that. I hate um, platitudes. I, I I mean, they exist for a reason, right? But like when you say platitudes to people, they feel so empty and try. And I try really hard to avoid them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, though, you're unavoidable. And it's like, it really, it's pouring right now. I'm glad I have a really good umbrella. I'm very fortunate this time. Because last time it was a monsoon and I was out there holding on for dear life. You know? This time I get to be the palm tree and everyone is holding on to. Uh, so those people are in my thoughts and I've been having to play emotional medic, which is hard. It's real hard. It's hard to take that. It is. Take the, that role on. Well, and the other part it's is very, you, very, very hard. And and you have, people have to help themselves at the same time and you can't make them help themselves. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I can only help you so much and then you're going to have to take over. Yep. 
you can only show the horse where to go to to take a drink. You can't force it. Well, yeah, and then some people just want you to do everything for them, and it's just like that's not actually how life works, and that's hard. Um, other things, though, um, this week I was king for three minutes of of Sensible Castle. So tell us about that. A lot of people don't know what that is. So... Cards Against Humanity every year does their holiday bullshit, and I, they said this was the last time they were doing it. We'll see. Um, and we've talked about it a little bit before where they sent people on vacation in China at their factory and stuff like that. But one of the things they did was they bought a castle and a kingdom, and people who bought into the bullshit actually got to rule the kingdom for a little bit. So I was king, and my turn came up, and I issued several edicts. A lot of them were personal in nature. Um, I, I knighted some people. I made a chancellor. I declared an official musician. And uh, But the one thing is I declared an unbreakable law, which said that corporations and things like corporations cannot be given the treatment or anything like treatment equal to persons. Okay. Because that argument of corporations or people has always bothered me. So if I was ever a lawmaker, that would be the first law I would pass. That you would pass. Yeah. There's my political moment. So that was like the law I passed. Um, but the rest of it, I was just kind of gazing at my kingdom and enjoying it. And it was for three minutes. It was a glorious rain. And the people who were my subjects were all pleased. They said that they enjoyed it, that they laughed and had a good time. So So who were your royal subjects? Uh, whoever was within the boundaries of the kingdom at the time. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I, it's not like I have a list. Um, you should know your subjects. <laughs> Every one of them. Every single it's one really, of them. It's really hard to hold court and get to know your entire kingdom within three minutes. I would just like to say. However, it's still ongoing. So if you go to whoisthekingrightnow.com, you can see who's currently ruling the kingdom. I passed down a kingdom in the same shape I got it. So I didn't break anything. I wonder if anybody's ever like destroyed the kingdom or like done things to break it or ruin it uh you really can't do a lot in three minutes that's the thing yeah yeah i think they were actually pretty smart about it but i still have my luxury island in the middle of a lake in vermont thanks uh-huh. to cards against humanity so yeah and we've got i've got a few perks i've also got um some kind of bond or something um they've got a picasso I don't know what we're doing with the Picasso. I, w- I voted we tear it up, but uh, we'll see. Because <laughs> I would have gotten a piece of a real Picasso. So tear it up into... Everyone would have gotten a piece of it. That's strange. Why? <laughs> no, if you don't buy into it, you don't get a vote. Put a shred into it. Yeah. Get a little piece of the art. Yeah, yeah. So uh, being king was good. Uh, the last other thing I've been up to is I have very much enjoyed the new jalapeno chicken fries at Burger King. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Are they pretty good? They're, you know, for chicken fries. Okay, so I'm not a huge chicken fries or Burger King person. I do like that they changed the chicken fries up. They always have the regular ones and they have like the rotating flavor. Mm-hmm. Like before it was it was buffalo. And I like that they put the little the little nose ring in the chicken on the on the box. And this time they have a little sombrero on the chicken on the box and he has like a little mustache. <laughs> it's really funny and silly. <laughs> uh they're pretty good though. They have a little and bit of a racist. kick. Just kidding. Nah. <laughs> it's not like he's gonna say Andale and run off, you know, so Andale, Andale. Ah. So it was pretty good. It That's was good. funny. 
It's good. Yeah, I uh, I thought it was it was it's pretty tasty for what it is, you know. Um. Uh, so, anything else that you've been up to? I'm still playing. Oh, because Retro mentioned it. I I've discovered a new mode in Rhythm Heaven. I keep like, oh, I'm getting towards the end of the game, and there's new new stuff in Rhythm Heaven that is now unlocking. So this game is long, and I'm really mad Nintendo did not localize it. Although I know there's a couple games that'd be hard to localize. We missed out. If you like rhythm games, we really missed out this time. Nintendo screwed us. We really should have gotten this game. I would have enjoyed it in English. Because I don't know what's going on with the story, but I like everything else. <laughs> Here's what happens. Is, uh, there's They don't speak because it's a 3DS game and space is limited. So the main character goes beep, 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 beep. It just makes those little you know beeping noises. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else makes this boop, 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 boop noise. And so all I hear is this going back and forth. And... Characters I can't read. I've occasionally used Google Translate if I need to know what a menu says. That doesn't happen a lot. Um, but yeah, there's new modes that just unlocked where it's like challenge train. And like the longer you go, the more extra games. Because you can buy games that aren't in the main sequence. It's really fun. And so yeah, Retro, you should go import it since you were talking about it. Sounds like a fun game. It is. He's only half eight. It's Ruse Kooky time. Good thing it's not Ruse Screws You time. That was only once. I know. So, today's cookie is talking into the mic. It's talking into the mic, but here is today's cookie. It says, Three can get, I mean, sorry, three can keep a secret if you get rid of two in bed with the cookie. Are all three in bed at the beginning, or do you send two to bed with the cookie? I'm confused. How does I, the map I work on this? I think it's talking about murder. But, I think. But where does the bed come into play, and when are are, are people having sex and getting killed, or I, do I guess are we having informative murder porn? This is like a horror more murder porn. Why? Yeah, you're getting into really weird so esoteric. So once portions. again, it's three can keep a secret if you get rid of one or two. Sorry, I ruined it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I. I don't know. So, let's. Oh wait, yeah, this is a lost episode. So, we just get to do this. No potty break this episode. <gasps> what? I need to hold. I need to hold it. You. Sh- Are yeah, you serious? Yeah, you I'm do. doing the potty dance here. Well, that's a good thing that about twenty percent of our audience is baby first. I have to it? go pee. I mean, I have to go. Um, well, there's a pee switch. Pee over fire there. or whatever. I have to go pee fire. Yep. <laughs> Your pants burst into fire. <laughs> I wet my pants. Ah! <laughs> so yes, this is a lost episode. So here's what happened: is uh, we did announce that this episode was going to be uh, the grief and loss episode. We wanted a little bit more time to kind of get it together, and so we are going to push that over to the other side of Margaret Cho's episode, so you still have a little time. Yes. Yes, you. You you who thought, oh, I didn't send an email in. You. Push pause. Pause. Now go write Stop the email. Stop the show right now. And go write the email mm-hmm. that you said you were going to write, and then come back. We'll wait. Yeah. We'll wait. Seriously, we'll wait. We're, we're going to wait right here if you don't do it. You, yep. you need to do it right now. I, I'm still... Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Thank you. The thing is, you you rely on other people to send the emails, but the fact is, that's not cool. You need to send the emails too. So that person that's been listening to this show since square one, but they haven't sent us one email, it's time for you to get back to the show. There you go. It really is. It really is. So... so yeah. 
topics that we're going to be talking about today are all over the are map. all over the place it's going to be a lost episode so hang on to whatever you can because we're going all over the place so what did you think of this rue Fifty Sheds of Grey, the furry edition, take one. <laughs> so we did not record that during episode 99. We oh just recorded gosh. that last weekend. Did you enjoy that? Yes, okay. it was amazing. <laughs> you need to go list, stop this episode and listen to listen to it in full if you can. Rue had no idea that was going to be No, I was like, what is this? And then he almost crashed. As do I was this, driving. Where do you listen to the show? Uh, I usually listen to this show when I'm in bed with a cookie. Where? <laughs> I'm actually being honest in you bed. Just, do you like fall asleep listening to the show? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that yeah. you are so confident in your own show that you use it as a sleeping aid. <laughs> Real proud. Uh, well, I also listen to it on my way to work and back, so... I well, I just can't listen to it while you work since you have to interact with people. Nope, huh? I can't. Unfortunately. Huh. Well, the good news is there will be another one this episode. Really? Yeah. Fifty sh- Sheds of Grey point two? Part two. Part two. The second and final, actually. Woohoo. Yeah, it'll be it'll be real exciting. So a Miquo? Do you know what an Amiquo is? No. Does this bother you? Because you, you're probably in your head keep flipping that cue upside down. Because it's an amiibo. No. I actually have a question for you. Okay. In general, the idea behind amiibo is you go buy an amiibo and it looks cool, right? Like yeah. I have all the amiibo sitting there. We've had an amiibo destroy a show. So how do you feel about people who emulate amiibo? I personally don't see a point. Like the to unlock mu- stuff, like un- unlock the most the mystery mushrooms in Mario Maker, for instance. Unfortunately, there's just not very many things that the amiibos do. There's the plural not of enough amiibo yet. Is what the plural of amiibo is? Uh, amiibo. Sorry, <laughs> the the amiibo just doesn't do that much. So, so I think that going out and doing all this stuff just so that you can cheat your way through it I, I don't know i don't know if it's cheating it's not like well, i guess in, in what were you saying paper jam log jam whatever it is that that lets you do stuff but yeah it does the only problem with that is is it, it sucks because the amiibo only has one save in it so unfortunately you can't play um mini games like multiple different games with it you have to delete your save files so if you have an amiibo in smash brothers you can't play it in the Paper Jam. Oh, it actually does save stuff from Paper Jam on it? Yeah, it saves cards on oh, it. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, so, a lot of the games that I've used Amiibo with are one way. Like, you just unlock something in it. Yeah, so it doesn't actually save stuff to it. Right. So, so what do you think about people, though, who will emulate Amiibo to unlock content? Go buy it? I... I don't understand the point i mean i, I oh, well, can... ultimately the argument here is that i'm paying 13 bucks to unlock a mushroom in mario maker that's silly would you pay 13 bucks for a costume in mario maker's dlc because that's basically kind of what you're doing you get you get a physical good you, out of it you, you have do. to understand that i 
buy the Amiibos because I'm a Nintendo fan and I like I like the little figurines. Okay. I think that they're really detailed. Right, right. I get that there's... I agree that there's a lot of... I like the figurines. That's why I buy the ones I want. I'm just asking you about the general principle of it, though. So, what about I mean, the people who make the argument of, I don't want to spend 14 bucks to just get a mystery mushroom? I think that it goes back to the whole thing of copyright. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think that it's stupid. You actually can't copyright that particular aspect of NFC. So they're not actually breaking a law. They're not? No. The, uh, everything else that makes the Amiibo the Amiibo is copyrightable. So the, I just don't get the... I don't see the point. There you go. I don't see the point of it. So what if... Okay, so here's the question. So let's say there's this Amiibo they made only 500 of, right? Some weird version of Mario or something, right? Like, Let's say they made a Mario with a cape from Mario World Amiibo. And... They only made 500, and they allocated 500 to each region, and that's it. No importing, no eBaying, nothing. So either you got it or you didn't. They're never going to make it again because Nintendo does that kind of stuff. And it unlocked some really cool extra set in Mario Maker with an le- extra row of tools. Would you consider emulating it because you couldn't get your hands on it? Save your pennies, go on to eBay, and buy it. You're going to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I guess you have to understand you're you're talking to somebody that owns But a lot of people don't care. Every of- single amiibo that um as far as that's on the Smash Brothers side of things. I don't I don't own like the Animal Crossing things or the squid things or anything like that. Um This isn't a Smash Brothers amiibo. This five hundred edition. I, I guess I just wouldn't care uh, personally. I'm so sorry. You, so you don't care, give someone. Me, okay, then give me your opinion. What do you think? I'm on the fence about it, and I, that's why I was asking you because there's this device called an Amiibo I found out about, which basically lets you emulate Amiibo, but it also manages saves on your Amiibo. So let's say that you have that situation with Paper Gem where it stores cards and stuff. Mm-hmm. You can put it on this little device and manage your saves. So you can say, okay, I want to load my, my Paper Jam save onto my Amiibo. Okay, now I want to put my Smash Brothers save onto my Amiibo. That way you don't have to go buy five different Amiibo. You can just load and unload the saves you want onto it, which... I figure, okay, that's a reasonable thing to do with it. It's stupid to have to go buy five of the same thing just to use it five different ways. That's like saying, I'm going to go buy five cars so I can drive in every lane on the freeway. Okay, I, I understand your point. I mean, it would be kind of cool to have like a little little figurine that can represent all of them. And you can just basically flick and flick on it and change it to peach or whatever. Then that way you don't have to have shoe boxes and shoe boxes of... Right. The amiibo down- in order to right the downside to this though is you can emulate amiibo you don't own yeah so some people i don't know i'm curious i guess i guess you and i don't really have strong feelings you on know it. i i personally feel that that would be a really cool concept if like for example like you could take an amiibo that you do own and put it on it and it saves it it does it does do this but it also lets you emulate amiibo you don't own. It oh. does both. Well, that's... I don't know. It's a double-edged sword. I don't know about that. Huh. Okay, so it sounds like you and I are kind of like on the fence. We're like, eh. Well, the, the thing about this, this... I think Nintendo did this right. Because the thing about the amiibo, and I think this is where you're right too, is that they're so detailed and well-made that it's worth buying the damn figurine to begin with. If you like the character, it's going to look pretty awesome just sitting there. Yeah. 
It definitely. I mean, I personally, the reason why the, I'm completely into the Amiibos, Amiibo is because... Uh, the reason why the I'm into Amiibo is because of when when you played Smash Brothers, when the very, very first time, it's like, oh, this is really cool. So we're playing with basically toys and these trophies. And then all of a sudden now it's like, here they are. How many years later? But it's it's not just because of that. These these particular figurines, these are these characters are characters that I've grown to know intimately in my life. You've you had know. intimates with them? Uh, yes. I've had sex with Sonic. Totally. It was Sonic so awesome. is not a Nintendo character, but I'll, I'll pretend that okay. I get your point. Okay, okay, fine. Pac-Man, Yoshi. though. Yoshi. Pac-Man's hot. He's not Nintendo. When he cross-dresses. Oh, yeah. And he... <laughs> and when he turns into his kid. Yeah, that's... Whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. You need to relax, sir. Uh, just kidding. So yeah, okay. Well, I was just curious. So sounds like we're we're in agreement there. I thought we were gonna have a spirited debate. You failed me for the last time. Sorry. Oh, it's all right. So tell me what you think about. Uh, wait, wait. We can't do this. We have to do this right. We're failing so bad. What do you think about Earth? Earth. Yeah. What's Earth? Like Earth? Not Earth. Not welcome to Earth. What's the abbreviation for rainforest? Oh, I don't know. RF. And RF makes the sound of? Earth? Yeah. Okay. Aha! Okay. All right. Now say BLFC's abbreviation. I can't. I, I'm not even going to attempt. I'm Try gonna... it. Just say it. It's bullfuck. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, what do you think? What do you think about the announcement? So let's... Uh, well, actually, maybe we should recap everyone on that. You know huh? what? It's... Okay, go ahead. Do the recap. The recap is that uh, they don't have a date on this. But right now, uh, it was about like, what, a week ago? I wish they had a date on this. They announced that RF 2016 is not going to happen. Do you think that they'll bring back 2017? Um, I don't know if they're going to come back. They say they're going to come back. The real problem here is that the cons reputation is that bad. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I think that they could come back, but they're gonna have to rebrand their name. Unfortunately, I think it's gonna have to be kind of like how Gold's Gym had to rebrand their name. What are they now? To, to Vasa. Is that what Gold's Gym turned into? Yeah. But are they still as aggressive and douchey? Uh no, they've changed policies and stuff like that. I didn't know that. I seriously did not know that. I was like, "Who's Vasa? That sounds like a hipster gym." Yeah, no, it's it's Gold's Gym's new name. So there's lots of companies that do that to, to basically um, try to rebrand or reimage. I mean, you think, I mean, like Xfinity. That didn't work. Everyone well, knows Xfinity is Comcast. Well, but they did that to change it, and and honestly, it did help. No. Because not everybody, whatever. Oh my God! Their website. I thought it said the search for Kalita instead of Caldera. Sorry. My point is, is that companies have to do that sometime, and maybe, I, yeah. maybe that's what they're going to have to do: is change RF to be something else. I, I would. Okay, here's the thing: is I never got why it was called Rainforest, other than that it's in Seattle and it rains. But I'm, they're nowhere near a rainforest. Yeah, I don't get the name either. It's never made sense. So maybe it's a good time to change the name. Yeah, I, I think that if they want, um, two thousand, sorry. 2017 to happen 
they're going to need to do a rebranding. They need to do a rebranding. They um. Speaking of someone who's run a con, and you also have insight into this, Rainforest needs to kind of. They're going to have to piss people off if they're going to get serious about fixing their reputation because they're ultimately running a business, and that means that they're going to actually have to get serious about attracting volunteers in a way that works. Number one, that's a challenge. I get that. I get that. My heart goes out to the people who have to overcome that challenge because that's hard. Assuming they can do that, they're going to have to get serious about enforcing policies. Yeah. For everybody, I mean that means if you're if you if you're holding your drink out in the open where you're not supposed to, or if you're going out stoned, if you're whatever, if you aren't sober in con space, they're gonna have to get after you. Now I enjoy going out into con space with a couple drinks in me. I'm one of those people. I have friends that go out when they are not sober. They've had a couple of puffs on the bong or whatever. I, I hits on the bong. I get it. Puffs. No one says puffs. And um, I get it. Like, you're relaxed. It's a social lubricant. They need to enforce adult responsibility. And if you're going to make adult choices, they need to hold you adult accountable. Maybe they're going to have to... I mean, you're probably going to disagree with me on this, but maybe they're going to have to enforce a policy in which, you know, certain drugs and stuff like that. Well, you can't override state law. So it's legal to do marijuana there, no matter what. well... I understand and, that. Yeah. And the thing is, is I'm, I... It's unfortunate because what ends up happening is a lot of people that haven't had marijuana before, um, they end up going to the convention and trying it for the first time and drinking at the same time. You sh- yeah. If it's your first time doing anything that is a new substance for your body... Just try one thing. Do one thing. Right. That's, that's a smart thing to do. Not trying to tell you that you should go do marijuana. I'm just yes, saying... Yes, you are. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, yeah, you know what? You should have friends that should say, you know, if you've never done this particular thing before, don't do both. And if they're not, you should not do both. Take it from us. Don't mix both. Unless you know how you're going to react to both, don't do both. And then ultimately, you're an adult and you need to be responsible for your choices. So the con might need to come down on you for being not responsible. That's the only way they're going to fix it. Because what happened here is they were ready to go. I don't know why they announced before they had secured the contract. Apparently, they though, shouldn't have done that. That wasn't smart on. No, them, no, their they part. were trying to be communicative, but I th- think they did not wordsmith as well as they could have. Um. So yeah, someone informed the hotel of what happened, and they were gone. Really? Are you serious? That's that's what I have heard from people on staff. And normally, I know we don't talk about unsubstantiated information on the show because we like to present the facts. This is something that it's we'll probably never... It's the last episode, so it's an opinion right now. It is an opinion. This is from people I know that are on staff personally. Uh, it's basically what's happened. Hotels talk, though. This isn't a secret, guys. Hotels talk to each other. They know. It doesn't matter if they're in the same family of brands or not. They know. They all know each other, and they all talk to each other. And of course, someone told that hotel. You guys thought they, who would thought that that wouldn't happen? And actually, I'm kind of glad because if we can go back to a hotel without a convention center in the middle, I'm cool with that. Because the minute you had a convention center, it's no good. My only concern is is that that it's going to have a domino effect to where it's going to affect existing conventions. And it probably will. That basically, you know, 
somebody's going to call on, you know, another convention and be like, this is this is type of convention. You should not allow them to be there. And it's going to that probably is going to happen. So what I don't know. Do we need to as a, as a fandom to get together and say, all right, we need to put our foot down and say enough is enough. If you see something, say something. Are we going to have to actually start saying, no, that's not OK. I think it goes back to, you know, what we were talking about in our stupid furry episode. You right. know, well, it's maybe we need to be a little bit more enforcing, enforcing. Of adult responsibility. Yeah, maybe we need to the riffraff. Not riffraff, just responsibility, accountability. We should hold people accountable for what they do. I I agree. I think that that sometimes when people mess up in a group, they should be held accountable for it. And we're too are we're being held accountable as a group by the Hilton and its hotel communications so why shouldn't we turn around and police ourselves we should yeah we should we should we should be able to police ourselves in the form of having a discussion about it and trying to have a consensus i think that that's never a bad thing communication never hurt anybody i agree i think but i i do feel like that those people that messed up i i'm sometimes wondering if there needs to be something between these furry conventions and this is probably going to cause drama and stuff. I mean, it's not going to cause drama, but it it may not end well, but maybe there needs to be something where, um, where the conventions are communicating with each other and sharing like band lists or something. I mean, I know that, that that's sensitive information, but I mean, I don't know. There's police records out there. May, I mean, do we need to get that bad to where we're policing our own members and basically saying outright, this person, you know, and embarrass... I mean, yeah, it's going to embarrass them, but they did this. I don't know if we need to put out in public spotlight. We do need to have some kind of communication and discussion I think about what we want to do in general, though. I think the thing is, no one's talking. But and that's well, but we that's my point. Thing. We that's need my... to start talking. Okay, this is where I I kind of disagree with you in the, in the whole aspect that I really really feel like other conventions should should know. You know, I I I know. I'm not saying that that's a bad idea. I'm just saying that we should, as a group, start talking about this as a problem to begin with, so that way. We can start proposing any solutions because that's a good solution. There could be other good solutions. Yeah. I mean, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, but no one's talking at all. Right. We're just all sitting around going, well, that sucks. So when are we going to start talking? Well, there is people talking and they're all pointing fingers at all these different people. Here's and a fact. Basically, you know, <laughs> going after baby first saying you ruined our community. You know, that's nice that that's a scapegoat. And here's the emphatic truth. That didn't happen that because of baby furs. Oh, but diapers were shoved down hot tubs or whatever. There Those was, were towels. They even said it on the Frame First website. There were diapers that were in the elevators that were used. and. You know, here's the thing is, unless you saw it personally and, or can verify the facts, you're just, you're just rumor-mongering. It's just more or less that Rain First was known for its baby fur community, and so therefore it became the scapegoat. And it's unfortunate. And it's untrue. So it's not educate true. Yourself. It's one hundred percent not true. Right. I, I want to make sure everybody knows that clearly that I know that it's not true. It's um it's actually 
it's horrifying. A con- it's convenient that that you get to put like everything in one container, but that's that's not the truth. The truth is uglier, and that is that everybody is responsible, not just one group. That's it's the truth. So this year we lost a good con, and who knows if it'll come back, right? It sucks. Yep. We should go to break. Hailing frequencies open. Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of Thursday, February 18th, here are your space headlines. We've actually got a lot to talk about, so we're going to kind of blaze through it, starting with recent launches. Back on February 6th or 7th, depending on where you live, the Unha 3 launched the Kwangyong Song 4 Earth Observation Satellite from the Sohai Satellite Launch Center in Tongchang-ri Launch Base out of North Korea. This is one of the first launches out of North Korea that we've had extensive footage of involving a satellite. The footage is available on YouTube if you want to go watch the rocket kind of meander back and forth as it heads up into orbit. Unfortunately, the satellite appears to be tumbling in its orbit and it's unable to complete its mission. Back on February 10th, a Delta IV carrying the NROL-45 launched from SLC-6, that's Space Launch Complex 6, in Vandenberg Air Force Base in California. The payload itself was classified for the National Reconnaissance Office. It flew on the Medium Plus 5-2 configuration with two solid rocket boosters. This was not the Delta Heavy, but it did set itself on fire just like most Deltas tend to do. You can see footage of it and see the flame going right up most of the first stage. It's pretty cool. On February 16th, the Placets Cosmodrome in Russia launched their rocket booster carrying the Sentinel-3A. It's an Earth observation satellite for ESA, measuring sea surface topography, sea and land surface temperature, and ocean and land color. On February 17th, the H-2A blasted off carrying the Astro-H from the Tanegashima Space Center in Japan. It's an X-ray observatory for JAXA, and it will observe the universe in X-ray, studying objects such as supernova explosions, supermassive black holes, and galaxy clusters. In other news, Rocket Lab, a New Zealand-based company, is set to launch a constellation of satellites for Spire, and these are CubeSat-class satellites designed to collect weather data through a technique called GPS radio occultation, and it will also provide maritime tracking services. LIGO directly observed gravitational waves, ripples in the fabric of space-time, confirming Einstein's theory of general relativity. The discovery will give science a new way to observe the universe and has spawned a new form of astronomy, gravitational astronomy. SpaceX is gearing up for a February 24th launch of SES-9 Telcom satellite from Canaveral. This will be the second attempt to land the first stage on their autonomous barge since the successful touchdown at landing zone one. Keep an eye out to see if they pull it off. And while space news is genuinely filled with all kinds of really amazing things happening, we do have something rather sad that happened recently. Edgar Mitchell, the sixth astronaut to walk on the moon, passed away at 85 years old on February 4th, the day before the anniversary of his lunar landing. Mitchell was also involved in the recovery of Apollo 13. He worked out in a simulator how to fly the lunar module with a command module attached, which had never been attempted before. His work helped save the crew. After his passing, only 12 Apollo astronauts who walked on the moon are still alive. That's all we've got for you this time. For more information on space and space-related matters, follow NASA, JAXA, ESA, Roscosmos, LIGO, and SpaceX on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying, keep looking up, space fans. We want you to do our ident. Click Do Our Ident on the For What It's Worth website. 
going to tell you something. I also promise I'm not kidding. Maybe you should sit down. So are you sitting down? Good. Margaret Cho is coming into the For What It's Worth studio. Yes, that Margaret Cho. If you've ever wanted to ask her a question or share your story with her, now is that time. The furry fandom loves Margaret Cho. And welcome back to the saltiest episode of the season. It's season five, episode ten, the last episode. Woohoo! I got to go tinkle. <laughs> the revenge of the last episode, at any rate. Monsoon's revenge. I don't know. <laughs> Monsoon's revenge. Let's mix it up. All right, we've pulled the zipper down. It's time for the mailbag. You know, Tugs, I've always wondered, why does he have his zipper down? Well, you gotta get the zipper down to get your pants off. Uh, really? Well, it's not, okay, you tend to wear looser fit pants. Oh, okay. But people who wear not quite as relaxed fit pants, the zipper actually does help kind of tighten up around the hips. Oh. So by unzipping, um, you know exactly what's going on. But also, it does make the pants looser. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm I'm an innocent fox here. You're a lady now. <laughs> what? I don't know. That song stuck in my head off break. <sighs> oh, words and things. All right, we have a few emails, so let's kick it off. First email comes to us from Sid. Sid says, hello, Tugs at For What It's Worth. See, you actually wrote me personally, I just realized, but I'm reading it on the air. This is Sid again. I wrote to the general cast about a grief episode, but I want to talk to you about something specifically. I listened to the episodes that were about bullying, and you had mentioned cub parties or rooms. I'm a baby for myself, but I mingle around the different kink communities as well. In my case, ABDLism is a strictly platonic kink, and I use it as a coping mechanism because I was abused as a child. I know there are those whose ABDLism is a fetish. I'm okay with this because they are into what they're into. However, I had an extremely bad experience in the community, both online and in real life. I ended up dating an older man when I was a minor, and he abused me in person. At the time, I presented myself as strictly female, though I am genderqueer now. On top of what happened to me in regards to the abuse, I received unwanted comments by men online. Comments about my period, if they can check my diaper, and so on. With that being said, it's very difficult for me to interact with the community, because I, but I would like to because of a means of coping. I would like to partake in cute cubby activities with others. Wearing baby clothing, playing with toys, watching shows, etc. I hear about others having brothers or sisters, and I think it would be a good idea to have at least one friend. But to be honest, I feel scared that I would be treated as an object again because I have moody parts. When all I want are age play friends. At Baby for Rooms or Munches, do they have rules set up to prevent abuse from happening, even if it's an unwanted touch or comment? Is there any type of safety net, even for the online communities? If I'm to really go out again, then I need safety. Thanks for reading. I know this is a heavy topic. You know, I did read this, and uh, I did stop and think about if we were going to read this on the air or not, but this is actually a particularly more applicable question than you probably think at first, because there are lots of sub-communities in furry where this kind of thing has happened to other people in that context, so it's worth talking about, which is objectifying people slash feeling safe, right? Mm -hmm. You follow me? So here's here's what it comes down to. There's not like 
a hard set of rules because um, if you remember from a few episodes ago, I was talking about how work and places like that are easier because we have a built-in system. If you screw up, you do wind up with some kind of consequence, whereas furry is more of a social construct, so those punishments are not quite as in place. That being said, you should probably stick to more public areas, probably more in-person areas, and if someone is doing something to you that is not good, you can say stop very loudly, and you will, I mean, you're going to cause the whole room to stop and look, but you're not the bad guy. The person doing whatever it is, is the bad guy. Now, obviously, ask whoever it is to stop politely, you know, be reasonable about it first. If they continue that, at that point, you can say stop, or you can simply go to another part of the room, explain to someone, take a friend, explain to your friend, hey, this guy is trolling, creeping on me or whatever. And, you know, get a barrier between you and them. Um, that is generally your safety net. I've gone to places... Have you gone to places where someone's been like, stop! And it kind of, like, pauses the whole thing for a minute, but yeah. then, like, everything... I mean, things get back, right? Yeah. What was what happened when that person said stop? Um, well, like, like you basically said, everybody, like, looks at, you know, stops exactly what they're doing, looks at where, you know, that noise is coming from, and... You know, it makes that person look awkward. Right, right. And but. they're the ones screwing up, right? Yeah. Not the person who said stop. And they're like, what did I do? Or whatever. Right. You're, you're being a douche. <laughs> well, hi. I don't know. My my brain's going all over the place. I, 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 think, I think where I'm coming from is this. I, I just want you to be able to go out. And, and have a good time, but, but be safe. And I know that that's what you want to. What you need to do in order to get in that particular environment is you really need to get to know people. You need to, um, need to do your best to reach out and, and explain to people that, that what you're into and what you're not. So kind of get a feel for the environment ahead of time? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, that's I see. What I'm I see what you mean. I'm sorry. That's okay. So... Yeah, you really need to get to know the people, talk to them, talk to them online, maybe meet them ahead of time in a one-on-one situ- situate or in a group setting or, or or something before you're put in a vulnerable situation. Yeah, don't force yourself to be vulnerable if you especially with this kind of stuff that creates traumas. Um don't don't force yourself to be vulnerable. Uh, it's not going to lead to healthy things. It's going to lead to all kinds of behaviors that you probably aren't aware of. And that's not necessarily going to lead to positive outcomes. Well, and one other thing that I want to point out to to you is is you have you've had abuse that have are, that's happened to you in your life. And that's deeply embedded in you, unfortunately. And maybe maybe you're going to need to seek for counseling or or, or something like that to help you out because I mean, the next person that you got involved with, you basically said that the same similar thing ended up happening to you. Is that it was correct? online, though. It, it was, was online. online. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about this kind of situation, with, and I think this applies to a lot of different kinds of communities, especially the ones that are based around different lifestyles, um, with furry being um, mostly gay, um, it means that men who are heterosexual or bisexual that prefer women... Uh, they don't have as many choices, you know, many options. 
And so I think I've my perception. I now this is my opinion. Please keep in mind. But my perception has been that after a while, there tends to be almost a sense of desperation out of the ones that are not quite as socially well adjusted or as well experienced. And they tend to start objectifying women more than they probably realize that they're doing that. Sometimes they jump on them like a piece of meat. Yeah. And and it's kind of like I, I have had the occasion to insert myself between two people and be like, you need to just back the fuck off, you know, like and because and, you could see like the the person feels cornered that the, the, the quote unquote piece of meat, which they're not, you know, they're there to have a good time and they're entitled to it just like everyone else. Um, and what I'm getting at is, you know, it is, it's an unescapable fact that, that the propensity for this kind of thing to happen is, is going to be higher. So just to be more vigilant, um, like you are, um, and you know, to, to do what Ruth said, to fill out the environment more beforehand, um, and, and make sure you have someone you trust with you, even if they're not a part of the scene, just that way you have an escape if you need one. Or someone who can be a barrier if you need it. Yeah. And have a code word. Honestly, this is the dumbest thing ever. I watched I watched Sabrina the Teenage Witch because TGIF was a thing when I was a kid. They had a party they went to. It was awesome. It was awesome. They had a party they went to and they had a word. It was kazoo. Right? And so whatever something weird happened at the party. Because she, she was worried that this guy was going to come on to her. I don't remember a lot of the details. But she was like, all right, if I say kazoo, you need to come over and help me. And so you could have a word like that sounds completely normal, but it's a little unusual, you know, be like kazoo, you know, and then like your friend, like, okay, I need to be involved. I need to focus on you. <laughs> they probably would think that it's a nickname. I mean, think about right? all the persona crazy names that we have. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, if you they, called somebody kazoo, they'd probably think, oh, it's her furry name. So whatever. Um, just don't fault everyone for the actions of two people. Not everyone out there is like that. Make sure you make that you have your boundaries set clearly to everyone ahead of time. Fill it out and go out and have a good time. I think you you'll know, do great. And and one last thing, definitely ask your friends about people. Like if they've had experiences with somebody. Yeah, get references past, on people. Get references on people. That helps a lot. So then that way, you're not putting your chips into a basket that's going to get burned. Eggs? Your eggs. Whatever. <laughs> All right, Sid, if you still have more questions, shoot me another email. Um, I won't necessarily read it on the air, but hopefully that helped. And it helps anyone else who's trying to get out into their interested communities that may have had similar situations. Let us move right along. Rue, do you want to read Dagan's email? Yes. So, uh, Dagan, or Dagan? Take pick. Anyways, they said, cast at, for what it's worth, in my name... My persona, a few years ago, I took the name of a philosopher and cut out a few letters. Recently, I have looked up the name and found an, in, um, an entry on Urban Dictionary. Apparently, Deegan is slang for degenerate. Now, I am considering a name change. What would be a good way to avoid this happening again? So, what do you recommend, Tugs? I mean, I have some advice. I have a couple things up my sleeve. My advice is simple. Don't base your name off of Urban Dictionary ever. Who cares what Urban Dictionary says? It just, it's, it's a slang dictionary, and it's not 
universal. So you're never going to be able to pick a word that is going to be universally safe. Yeah. No, I 100% agree with you. In fact, I was going to say that too. Also, if you looked at Urban Dictionary, entry number three ends up saying, um, a Deegan is stylish to the max, an individual who can make friends with anyone. And let me tell you, that's a pretty good meaning for her name. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's other things that are in there too, but like you have to understand, like I put, I look at my name in there in You're Urban Dictionary and it doesn't make any sense. So let me put my name in there. It, I did. It says you're a dollar. I'm a dollar. An Australian dollar. A roux. Oh, a roux. Yeah. An Australian dollar. But if you go with a roux chi, it says something about being a woman. Oh, so it's perfect for you. Oh, thank you, Tugs. I like being in. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I think, uh, I, to be frank, I think you're overthinking it a little bit. If it, if it still matters to you, though, change it. I don't think you should. Be proud. Yeah, I I don't think you should change it at all. Just I mean, your stick name's with not what ginger, you have. So. I mean, but if you want to change it, if it really matters to you, like Tugs was saying, then then change it. But, you know, you're always going to run into something that's going to be bad about that particular name. All right. And the last email we have... Is from Daughter. D Otter? Da Otter? Says, Greetings, Tugs Rukoru and Guesties. I want to tell you how much I enjoyed your previous episode. I don't usually listen to podcasts twice, but I had to hear episode twice just to catch everything. I was proud of Nuka for showing how science can generate wisdom. I've met him once or twice. I also enjoyed Arcus's contribution to the discussion and of and of course the regular cast. There are several points I would have liked to make, but most of them were made in the show by one or the other of you. To remain, however, first, judging from the examples Tugs gave at the start, what you were exploring was not so much whether furries are stupid as whether furries are assholes. As to what we can do about... I'm, you know what? I'm going to say this different. Arseholes, because that's what he wrote. As to what we can do about arseholes in the fandom, I'm reminded of something Istanbul Bunny would often say on the old, dead, fuzzy logic podcast. When you see somebody acting inappropriately, it's okay to stop them and tell them no. No, that's not okay. Don't do that. The fandom needs this to be our tradition. After all, how can you be expected to learn if nobody will teach you? And how can you white your white knight behavior be uh, corrected when that's something they ought to have expected? Finally, I don't know enough to speak on the subject of copyright, but I'd like to remind you that the laws are different in different countries and regions. For instance, most of the West follows the Burton Convention, but America has the DMCA, which is more restrictive. Thanks again for your terrific podcast, De Otter. P.S. Have you noticed terror and horror mean roughly the same thing? Terrify and horrify mean roughly the same thing, but terrific and horrific are opposites. Meanwhile, awesome and awful are opposites, but they have a common root word, awe, which means something else entirely. I blame old B-monster movies. So, uh, we did we did actually go over the different copyright laws because of that paragraph in there, so thank you for pointing that out. Uh, as far as stopping people at a con, this goes back to what we were saying before break, so I won't go back into it. But yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of pissed. I'm kind of pissed as like a fandom we couldn't get our shit together. So I am a little less patient with bad behavior now. And I'm like, no, you can't do that. Like I do say that now. 
So I, you know, I, I wonder if it's a grapefruit thing or not a grapefruit thing, but an age thing when, when you've been in the fandom for no, this long. No, it's not. It's not for me. I'm mad because the people who I've looked forward to seeing every fall that I didn't see at any other con that only went to rain first, I'm not going to see for I don't know when. And now I have one major event that probably meant I'm still coming to terms with how much it meant to me emotionally it has been taken from me and I didn't have a choice in it. And that pisses me off. No, Sorry. I, no, 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 no. I understand exactly where you're coming from. I mean, it's sad when a convention goes away. Yeah, like I usually get to choose what conventions I go to. And this wasn't my bad financial this or that. This wasn't I lost my job. This was someone was an asshat and had a knife or an axe to grind with the damn con or the fandom or whatever personal shit. And they made it my problem. So now I don't get to go and have some of the happiest moments of my life with some people I have been friends with for 10 years because of them. Because of asshats. Because of dumb because people. Because people are awful. <laughs> the people aren't really awful. It's well, just a quote. And that's the thing. The fandom is great, but there's just a couple of few bad apples. With everybody, with any social environment, there's always going to be a few bad apples that are going to ruin it for everybody else. It's in 1080p awesome. for all your 1080p-ness glory. Our podcast was once 1080p. Do you remember that? It was? Yeah, now it's 4K. Woohoo. Yeah, we broadcast in 4K. Special. Yep. I feel I feel like all golden. So, Pokemon. Wait. Do it right. Got it. Okay. okay, Pokemon. Got to catch them all. <sighs> Got to catch them all. Stop. Tugs. Stop. Oh, come on. Come Stop. on. Stop. I'm like all salty. I, I'm hearing that song in my heart. No, I'm not. To catch them is my real Did you play the new Mario Maker to course to unlock them is the three? My cause. What? Did you, you're not playing Mario Maker, are you? I'm not. Oh, too bad. To unlock what? Nope. Go play the game and find out for yourself. I'm not going to give it to you. You need to be playing Mario Maker. It is the only good Nintendo game out that is still getting DLC. It is a good game. So, Pokemon... Gotta catch them all. So, Pokemon Go is going to be coming out soon. I am so excited about it. I am so excited. I am ready to be a trainer and to go out into the world. And and, stare at your phone. And stare at my phone and capture all of the Pokemon on my mobile device. I'm just going to look at you. And then I'm going to go meet up with my friends and we're going to battle our Pokemon that we've caught. I'm still just going to look at you. And then I'm going to go to different events and battle Jim. 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 Or whatever. Yeah, that's part of it. They're going to have certain areas where you can actually go and you'll probably even get a badge. I'm still just going to look at you. You'll get a little badge on your phone, though. Probably not in real life. Oh, but, yeah. Well, Nintendo's not going to give you but real But it's going stuff. to make the Pokemon community so much bigger. It's going to blow it up like Ingress. Like, Ingress is a big thing. It's continued to be a big thing. I don't know anyone except you and, like, four other people who still play Ingress. Well, I don't play Ingress that much anymore. Oh. But... <laughs> But it's still a community event. It was it was awesome. It I was went, a fad, though. It was a fad. I it, don't. It was it faddish. 
fetish? I don't think so. So when are you going to ask me why I'm just staring at you and not getting excited? Okay, why aren't you getting excited? I actually don't have a problem with... with The whole concept of how this is being deployed is actually really, really cool. I've struggled with Pokemon for two reasons. Number one, it has not fundamentally changed since it came out. But this is changing it. This is not changing it. This is just making it appear in a different form. And this is going to be in reality. You're going to be do... able to go out. Wait, 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 wait. I can go with my 3DS now to an event and play with other people who have a 3DS Woo-hoo. and get badges. Yes, but this is the difference. You can go outside your door and go play the game. I can do that with a 3DS. And then all of a sudden you have like th- a whole bunch of... My 3DS goes out the door too. It's portable. So? It's fundamentally the same game. It's at its core. It's get shit. It's collect shit. It's collect stuff and make your, make your Pokemon better. Yeah. I, I want them to do something different. Because this is Nintendo's formula with the game. And this is why I've never, like, I, I did the first three games and I really enjoyed them. I really did. And I'm probably going to get red and blue when they come out again. Because those are, you know, part of my childhood. It's the same game. Nintendo's formula is get shit, defeat eight people, defeat your rival, you're done. Then we're going to do it again, but we're going to give you a different set of monsters. So a new set of shit. Then you can collect your old shit and defeat eight people and defeat your rival again. And they've been doing this over and over and over no, for 20 years. I, I 100% agree with you in the whole fact that that is what the Pokemon like series, like, like what this last done? one, like Y and X or whatever that came out. Yeah, it was more updated graphics, but... It was the same exact game. It was the same exact thing. It's pretty much the same game, but on your phone. But no, it's different. It's It's, sort of the same, though. It is different. You're not sitting down to play this game. You're going out. You're going going to Paris so that you can... If you fly to Paris to collect a Pokemon, I'm going to punch you in the butt. You should go to Paris to look at, like, art. (laughs) I'm just saying. But that's the thing, is it... It gives people an opportunity to go explore their local community and find cool things about their own local community. It's a way in which you can push in like real life stuff with video games. It's awesome. This this brings up two thoughts. It's completely different. This brings up two thoughts. One. What does it say about the world that we have to get Pokemon to get you to go outside and look at your community? Like, are our communities that bad? Yeah, it is. Like, that says a lot. Like, that, the, the, the premise that that argument operates on, which is a valid argument, that's, that says a lot about kids and people who don't go out into their community. It's not just kids. But- I, I like it because it's like... Okay. It may- it, for me, it's like eating at a new restaurant, like looking at an app and being like, oh, this is a new place that opened. Oh, this would be cool to go check out. You know, it's it's kind of cool to do two things at once. And then all of a sudden you have these random people in black trench coats that come and they're like, hey, don't mess with our portal. And 
but it's like this gang war. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, I've seen this happen because I did play Ingress for a while. You get what I'm saying, though? Like, this is the second thought. You're still basically doing the same game. I get, I get, I like, I like the whole getting out and walking around thing. I think that's, that's a nice, fresh thing. I like that. I like that. Is it going to alter the Pokemon formula enough to make it fresh and new again? I think it will. I believe that this... I have a very wait and see on this. I believe that Pokemon Go will become bigger than WoW. Are you sure you want me to leave that in the in the podcast? Yes. Because, because that's going to be in the internet's memory forever, and you're going to be a meme if you're wrong. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But I, I mean, there's other sites, there's other people ha- that have quoted that this is going to be bigger than, than um, wow. For how long? We'll see. Do you think it's going to be like a fad, or do you think it's going to last? I think it. I think that it's going to change things about Pokemon. I I want it to succeed. I'm just doing a wait and see because the thing is, is I don't want to emotionally invest in this thing and then have it like either not be updated, like get stale, you know, like what if it's cool and then they don't update it anymore? That's the first thing that could go wrong. That's true. That's true. But there's a lot of money that has gone into this app. There, there's a lot. There's a lot of money that goes into a lot of things that don't get updated though. App does end up failing. Yeah. Then Nintendo is going to be done. Nintendo is not banking their life on this, though. Nintendo technically doesn't own Pokemon outright. Their shares went up when they announced that they were doing mobile games. That's that's a whole different argument. I know it's a different argument, but their shares went up drastically because of that. I think it's going to be kind of like Ingress. That does not make that makes me get so unexcited. Like I just <laughs> went from like super excited to super flaccid. Well. Like I just went tugs on day one. Let me ask you: Will you join my team? I'm not going to download I'm, it on day one. I'm going to call my team Team Red Rocket. It's going to be awesome. For that, maybe, but I'm not downloading <laughs> it on day one. Honestly, I've got too much other stuff I got to take care of in my life right now. Um, I, I'm I'm kind of doing a wait and see because I want to know that it's going to play out. And if you want to go out there and take the emotional hit for me, you do it and you tell everyone on the show how it's doing. I'm going to be a little bit more cautious on this one. What do you feel about Pokemon Tekken that's coming out? Pokken? Pokken, yeah. Uh, I read a really good editorial about it. It's going to flop. You think? It is going to flop hard. The The fundamental problem with it is, is that it's designed for one screen and it's down at that lower angle. When you play it two-player, someone has to play on the gamepad and someone has to play on the TV, which creates fundamental differences in the gameplay. And like, um, like really good technical fighters won't accept that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I can I can understand that. They should have made it more like Tekken. <laughs> no, they should have. Yeah, so it's going to flop. Next topic. Oh. Zootopia. No. Yeah, I'm so excited about Zootopia. I am We only have 5 minutes. Okay. Well, you you talked this time. I already said how excited I was about Pokémon. Dear furries, I would like to encourage you as adults listening to this podcast to do something please please do this thing please use your brains we were given brains and we should use them this means that you should consider lots of facts before you make decisions you should make educated decisions please for the love of god be a good furry 
Enjoy being furry. Enjoy cartoon characters. Enjoy your character. Buy art. Enjoy the porn. Do whatever it is that makes you furry. When you go to work for hopefully your 40 hours a week and you earn your hopefully good wage or decent wage or minimum wage and you think about how much time you spend and then you turn around and spend your time in the form of money think about the factors of what you're going to be spending your money on please don't be a sheep that means please don't just go do something because it's furry that's not a good reason to do anything it's a good reason to start thinking about something, but it is not a good reason to conclude to do something. I feel that this is not a good way for us to operate. We are smarter than this. We are better as a, as a fandom than this. We should be proud to be furries, but we should also be savvy furries. We can do this. Zootopia's coming out. There have been no reviews on it. It looks like it's probably going to be a pretty good movie. But going batshit crazy about how amazing it is when you haven't seen anything but a few trailers and some stills and a standee. You're kind of overhyping it. And you're burning me out. Please stop. This has been my soapbox. <laughs> Hi, Rue. Hi. <laughs> how did I do? You did great. <laughs> I'm not going to add anything because I'm going to let your soapbox be there. You can You can counter me, but... I'm not going to count. Okay. Uh, here's. Okay, fine. I am super excited for Zootopia. I um, really feel that it's going to be a good movie, but let's watch it. Let's see what's going to go on, what's going to happen. But I've seen a lot of trailers. Um, I've seen pretty much every trailer that has came out for it. And... I kind of understand kind of the feel that they're going to be going with the show. And I think it's going to be um, extremely appropriate. That is a good, well thought out opinion. I wish I had an applause button on here. I don't have one. I'm going to push what? this button. I like being <laughs> One thing that I actually found interesting is they actually were taking the perspective of the fox. And they were going to run with, um, you know, he was the main character but the fox is actually not the main character at all. It's the bunny. The bunny is the main character. They switched it actually in mid-production. And the reason why they did that is because the way that the that the fox was seeing the world of Zootopia was wasn't the way that they wanted the audience to to view the world of Zootopia. So they switched it over to the bunny. The bunny is the main character of the story. I honestly, I've been avoiding Zootopia hype because the thing is, is I want to judge the movie on its merits as a movie. Yeah. I don't, I just, I can't stand it when, when it's like, but it's a furry movie. No, it's a Disney movie that has furry characters in it that look cool and has high production value. Let's judge the movie on its merits as a film. Can we do that? That's all I want. I just, I'm going to throw a wrench in your argument. What? If Bolt 2 came out. Sure. What would you do? I would be keenly interested in it, but I also am leery of Disney sequels, so I would have a I would have I wouldn't have a grain of salt. I'd have like stock salt in Morton. Would you would you be there day one watching it? I don't know. I don't because have Because you own every single bolt. I do, but I like Bolt not because he's a dog. Like I said, it's okay to have like furry things. If like to it's okay to like furry things and let furry be a factor. When you spend, you know, when you make decisions and stuff, 
you know, but don't let it be the only reason you do something. I understand your point. I'm I just, like I like bold I'm playing the character. Devil's advocate. No, it's for fair. You. It's a fair way to argue. I'm. I mean, come on. You even have a tattoo of bolt on your leg, right? Because I casually just burn everything into my skin. <laughs> no, but the thing is, is the character values that Bolt represented resonated very deeply with me. So that's why I like Bolt. The fact that he's a dog just makes it better. See, that's where the furry factor comes in. So that's where furry can be a factor. Bolt could have been a movie about a man in an office and it would have been probably just as deeply emotionally impacting. But because I'm a furry and I like furry things and then this thing came along that happened to have furry stuff with it. So I had my reason to start thinking, hmm, I'm a furry. That's furry stuff. Let's see if there's something of substance and value in there along with it. It all worked out into one great package. I, I will switch my gears with you. I do agree with you in the fact that I feel like that it is being a little bit overhyped. You know, there is some people that are out there saying, oh my goodness, there's going to have a huge influx of new furries that are going to come. Yeah, this is probably going to introduce new people into the fandom. Surprise! Surprise! You know, things are going to... And you may actually find out, oh, there's probably going to be people that are going to call them Zootopias. Zootopian people and kind of like bronies and they're like but I'm not furry <laughs> I don't I don't know anywho I think that that's enough do you get know what I'm saying yeah, I just want I I, what I want I, I want. you are validated <laughs> thank you people understand where you're coming from because I do silly things too but I, I you know what I'm saying uh, you There's don't a line. want people to be a sheep and I completely understand that I want people to use their brains. Personally, on my level, I feel like that I have done my research enough. Yeah, you had a great argument. That it's going to be a good movie. You see, but your argument was well-founded. You you had watched it. You had explained why you thought it was going to be good. It wasn't, there's a bunny, because that's not a very well-rounded argument. Yeah. Yeah, we should go to break. Hello, and welcome to Get Psyched with Dr. Nuka. Today's episode, Norms and the Furry Fandom. So today I wanted to briefly talk about norms, what they are, how they exist in the fandom, and why you ought to care about the norms in our fandom. So psychologists and sociologists define norms as the rules of behavior that a group considers to be acceptable. Now, some of these norms are deeply entrenched in our culture and we enshrine them in our laws. For example, there are laws governing which side of the road you're supposed to drive on. These are behaviors that are so important to us that the consequences for breaking these acceptable behaviors have been codified and typically result in some kind of legal trouble for those who break them. But when you think about it, there's a ton of other behaviors in our society. Breaking them doesn't necessarily land you in legal trouble, but nevertheless carries with it some social repercussions. It's not illegal to fart in an elevator, but if you do it, you're violating some pretty well-established norms, and chances are you're going to get a lot of dirty looks for doing it. Um, or another example, cheating on your partner. If people find out that you've done this, chances are they're going to judge you pretty negatively for it. So, norms are ways of behaving that 
as a society, we've all kind of agreed uh, are the way we want to behave. And some of these norms do carry over to the furry fandom. But the fandom has a lot of its own sort of unique or idiosyncratic norms as well. For example, it's generally considered rude for a furry to make fun of someone else's fursona species. To say that, oh, you can't be a dragon because dragons aren't real or griffins are silly. Uh, it tends to be looked down upon by the rest of the fandom because we have norms of openness and acceptance. Fursuiters often, but not always, frown upon those who break the magic while wearing a fursuit. That is, taking off the head while in public, especially if there are children around. Again, there's no hard and fast rules that say you can't do this, but there's a generally accepted norm in the fandom that this is a behavior that you probably shouldn't do. And anyone who spends time in forums or furry-themed chat rooms, there can be a ton of norms surrounding what's appropriate behavior. This includes norms about what kinds of spelling or grammar rules can or can't be ignored, and when or uh, how much you're allowed to roleplay. Who cares, right? Well, I want to argue that we ought to care about the norms that are in the furry fandom, because the norms in the fandom can have a really big impact on the fandom. The fandom's norms dictate in a really big way what behavior is considered appropriate and inappropriate, whether we're talking about furries online, furries at conventions, or furries just out in public. Whether an individual furry chooses to act in a certain way is affected quite a lot by how they think the fandom's going to react to it. Don't believe me? Just look at how many furries shy away from video cameras or the media in general because they're afraid of being ostracized or kicked out of the fandom for doing or saying something that violates the fandom's norms. Norms also matter for people coming into the fandom for the first time. These are people who are trying to fit in to try to learn what's normal in the fandom and one of the ways they do that is by sussing out what the group's norms are by watching other people's behavior and using it to guide their own behavior. Think about the first time you hung out with a bunch of fursuiters. Chances are you didn't know all the rules for that, but you looked at what every other fur was doing and tried to sort of mimic that. There's a norm for avoiding approaching a fursuiter from the side, that's kind of their blind spot. No one may have necessarily taught you this explicitly, but you may have picked up that behavior just by watching what other furries are doing. And this is exactly why it's really important to pay attention to the norms that we create in this fandom. We say, oh, furries ruin everything, or this is why we can't have nice things. And while they're usually done in a joking fashion, think about the norms that these statements create about the fandom. It says that this negative behavior is expected, and it's almost kind of charming in the fandom in a silly way. Um, it says that furries are supposed to act immaturely, that they're supposed to break things, create drama, and generally behave in ways that most people consider unacceptable. We make these things seem like the norm every time we jokingly say, oh, furries ruin everything. And this teaches a really bad lesson to newcomers in the fandom. When they're trying to look at other people's behavior and use it to guide their own, if they keep hearing that furries ruin everything, they may assume that, yeah, this is just how furries are supposed to behave. So pay attention the next time someone tells you that drama is just part of the fandom or says that furries ruin everything. There's no reason for negative behavior to become a normal and accepted part of the fandom, and there are plenty of good reasons to make sure that they don't become norms. This has been a quick look into the psychology of norms in the furry fandom. I'm Dr. Nuka, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on Get Psyched! You're listening to For What It's Worth. Brought to you by For What It's Worth Pest Control.
When you think of pests, think for what it's worth. Your home is a sacred space to you, a place for you to relax, be at peace, lay your head down at night, and a secluded, secretive shrine to your darkest, most intimate secrets. You don't just let anyone in, not even the mother-in-law. And yet, somehow, dozens of creepy crawlies have trespassed into your inner sanctum. How can you pray before the bust of Minerva Mink's bottom if it's covered in ants? Well, worry no more. For what it's worth, Pest Control specializes in the removal of even the worst unwanted guests. Ants, termites, roaches, mice, rats, and even the mother-in-law. Our specialists will cleanse your home in a hail of righteous, holy chemical fury, giving you peace of mind. Our guarantee, nothing will be left alive in your home, especially the mother-in-law. Now you can pray to Minerva Mink's glorious derriere where they can't get you. And they are out to get you. For what it's worth, pest control. Let us get them before they get you. Are you ready for your secret message? Get out your decoder rings. Three, one, 14, 20, 19, 12, 5, 5, 16, 2, 21, 7, 19, 23, 9, 12, 12, 5, 1, 20, 13, 5. Good luck. Fifty Sheds of Grey is the furry edition. Part 2. My subconscious scowls at me. Yiffing, not lovemaking, she screams at me like a vixen. I ignore her, but deep down I know she has a point. I shake my head to concentrate on the task at hand. There is a state-of-the-art range. I think I have the hang of it. I need somewhere to keep the pancakes warm, and I start on the bacon. If you need some place to keep the pancakes warm, why don't you just cook the damn pancakes when you want them to be served? Anyway, Amy stood, or what is this? Stood? Stood. Uh, stood. Stood. Amy stood is stinging about misfits. That must mean something to somebody. This song used to mean so much to me. That's because I'm a misfit. I've never fit in anywhere except on his cock, and now I have an indecent proposal to consider from King Misfit himself. Why is he this way? Nurture or nature? It's so alien to anything I know. I put the bacon under the grill. So does she actually know how to cook bacon, the person that's writing this book? I just want to make sure here that usually don't grill bacon under any circumstances and I don't quite understand why he would put bacon under a grill. Even the book is annoyed to the point where the nook has decided that it's going to just stop listening to me and turn itself off once again. No wonder this company has gone out of business. I put the bacon under the grill and while it's cooking I whisk some eggs. 
I turn, and Christian is sitting on one of the bar stools at the breakfast bar, leaning on it, his face supported by his steepled paws. He's still wearing the t-shirt he slept in. Just Yifton hair really suits him, as does his designer ear fluff. He looks both amused and bewildered. I freeze, flush, then gather myself and pull the headphones out of my ears, my knees weak at the sight of him. Good morning, Miss Steele. You're very energetic this morning, he says dryly. I, I slept well, I stutter my explanation. Really? Is this what women actually sound like? I mean, it's been a few years, but... His lips try to mask his smile. I can't imagine why. He pauses and frowns. So did I after I came back to bed. Are you hungry? Like a wolf, he says with an intense look, and I don't think he's referring to food. Pancakes, bacon, and eggs? Thus ends the second reading. Zootopians, let's continue on though with the show. I'm a punch you. <laughs> I'm a punch you. So let's talk about their great. Their food. Oh, Mr. Tony the Tiger. Let's let's have Mr. Tony the Tiger on our show sometime. Oh my god! So that I can sit in his lap and. <laughs> I, you're gonna get banned. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So for those of you that don't know what happened, Tony the Tiger went on this great big huge like exodus from like furries, like just started banning people left and right. Whoever was a furry, he just banned them outright. And it kind of stirred up a lot of drama. Mr. Tony the Tiger um, caused a lot of drama for himself. There are 528,000 news stories about this being tracked by Google News right now. It is way, it's gone way out of hand because of it. Like other companies have also jumped on the bandwagon. Have you, have you, you were, seen what the cheetah, uh, Cheeto? Chester's che- all, yeah. Yeah, Cheddar, yeah, he's like, come on furries, come get it, you know? Right? Yeah. I'm trying to find this tweet um, while you keep explaining. Well, and then Applebee's jumped on board, too, and they're like, yeah, furries, you're more than welcome to come anytime. And it just it just blew up. I mean, it became, it, it was on the news. That's how big it got. And eventually, Tony the Tiger cooled his stripes a little bit. And Really? Yeah. What do you do? Well, he just basically said, all right, guys, sorry, we'll just keep it kid friendly, you know. <laughs> we have kitties that, oh, well, we have cubs. Yeah. We have, he specifically used the word cubs. We have cubs that are, uh, <laughs> that are listening in. And then the next tweet was, I'm a cub. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I, I wish that I could find this. Um, there was, I, I don't know if it was faked or not, but I was really hoping that it wasn't, um, about someone had tweeted at Sonic. I guess it was faked. Uh, but it was like, Sonic Senpai, will you be my Valentine? He's like, no, I can't be. And I know Tony's taken, but I hear like someone else is available. It was really funny. (laughs) I guess, I guess it's not a real tweet. 
That would have been really funny. It would have been. Would have been really funny. So, but yeah. What? It completely got out of hand. It was... Here's his tweet. Go ahead. I'm all for showing your stripes, feathers, etc., but let's keep things great and family-friendly. Cubs could be watching. <laughs> and then after that, it's like, I'm a cub. Please, please just remember... I think everyone knows this, so I can't believe we're having to say this. Please just remember that there is someone at the other end of that Twitter account of a fictional mascot, and they have to read those and respond. And while probably most of them are laughing, like, uh, look at this tweet. Give me cummies, daddy, from at three breaks three N. Like, who says that? Who says that? I'm going to see if this is a real, this is a real Twitter account. And, oh my, oh, he's a furry. You've just been called out on our show. (laughs) Sorry about that. It is a real tweet. It is a real tweet. It is called somebody out on our show. Well, I don't know if that stayed in, but yeah, this is a real tweet. Like the one that's been cited, like it's not been deleted. It's still up and this guy is, is, is a total furry. Now, I don't know if he's joking or not, but. I don't know. Like we just completely went off the rails, didn't we? We kind of did. Yeah, we did. So let's uh, let's push the button. Be nice to people on the internet. Um, Rue, what do you think about Gates? <laughs> <laughs> what in the bleepity bleep has came from all these like like the Cubgate and the Gamergate? And now we have the Tony the Tiger Gate, and <laughs> that's what people are calling it. Like, how do you how do you feel about these gates? I feel like Watergate happened. The Watergate existed or exists. I don't even know if it's been blown up yet. Watergate was like fifty years ago, and it's time to move on. <laughs> Let's stop putting gate after everything. What's the purpose of it? Like, where did that come from? Watergate. Okay. You know what Watergate was? What was it? Remind the Nixon. Nixon did shitty things. I don't know. I wasn't alive. Nixon did things. They they were using the Watergate Hotel. And yeah, the Watergate Hotel was in the middle of it. And so it was called the Watergate Scandal. And ever since then, everything has been blah, blah, gate. We need, it's like we, the word maverick. <laughs> like, what do you mean, maverick? Maverick's a nice guy. The when they used to call everything like maverick. Oh yeah, or two thousand, like SimCity two thousand, or Turbo two thousand, or the Model two thousand, or now it's HD, the HD sunglasses. <sighs> All I can say is I sigh. Why can't we do something original? Why does that have to be Cubgate, Gamergate, gate after everything? Like, let's come up with something different. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to create a new gate. It's going to be called... Hinge. Cookie gate. It sounds like an edible gate. Yeah. You won't be able to eat cookies anymore. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, oh wait, wait, wait.
we have breaking news out of Michigan. Michigan hates your anus. <laughs> so Michigan is trying to trying trying so hard to put out a law that basically you can't have anal sex. Nobody can have anal sex. Why? Why? Yeah. I don't know. Do you know why? Um, I, you know, Google's going to start giving me really weird results because I have Googled the word anal sex now like three times in the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what it says. This is from lawnews.com. The Michigan State Senate has passed a bill that effectively reaffirms unconstitutional state anti-sodomy laws now in the United States. The Supreme Court struck down anti-sodomy laws. I think we're almost 10 years into that now. The state bill sponsored by Senator Rick Jones, who has a very, very big nose, a Republican state senator and former Eaton County Sheriff basically says anal sex is a felony punishable by up to 15 years imprisonment. However, that doesn't appear to be what Jones intended the bill to do. So SB 219 was designed to be a part of a larger package of bills known as Logan's Law. The law is designed to prevent individuals convicted of animal abuse, torture, or bestiality from possessing an animal for five years during probation in the hopes the individual will seek mental health treatment. People wanted an animal abuse registry similar to a sex abuse registry, Jones continued. There's more to the story, but basically he's using bestiality as the cover. What? <laughs> That's all I can say about that. What? The exact text of the law says a person who commits the abominable and detestable crime against nature with mankind or with any animal is guilty of a felony punishable by imprisonment for no more than 15 years. They need to reword. They need to reword that. Well, that, that that that's like a loaded sentence. Yeah, it is. Like the abhorrent crimes against mankind. What is this? Like Slobodan Milosevic is going to come out of the wall. Apparently, if you've done anything wrong to a human, you know, mankind, you're going to have 15 years of prison slapped on top of you, and you won't ever be able to give blood. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's um, if you live in Michigan, I think we do have listeners in Michigan. So if you're in Michigan, what do you think about this? I'd be curious. Like, is this guy just like like your your local legislative nutbag, and he just made the national news? Because we've got ours here in Utah. I I don't know. Um, but don't worry because anal sex is legal according to the Supreme Court. So, so, so go have your anal sex today. Register now. <laughs> <laughs> register today. <laughs> I like being anal. There you go. I like being anal. There's an echo. I actually said it this time. There. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I know. I'm so proud of you. I've grown up in the world. I know. I know. Uh, so, so before- how do you feel about this? How how do you feel this episode has gone? I think we've been. A, you know, I think I think we got a lot off our chest. Hopefully, we had a couple people agree with us. But I do have one last question. That's not on the show notes for you. Okay. Are you still happy to be a furry? Pause is there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. You know, at the same time, it's just sometimes you have to understand. I came into this community because I felt like that it was a family and it was like, Wow, yeah. I'm part of something. This is amazing. Do you still feel that way? Sometimes I don't. It's kind of sad. But sometimes I kind of feel like that 
you know, we've kind of lost that Disney magic a little bit. Do you think that's of people being so cruel and mean to people? That's interesting, and maybe we should maybe we should, we should ask Nuka about this. Uh, I felt that way when I first got into the fandom, and I had felt that we had lost that by the time I met you. So I'm wondering if there's a bit of a perspective in there. Like, a bit of, like, it's just when it's new and novel, and then you have to work at it to keep it. I, I It was on my mind at FC, because uh, if you remember during the episode, you know, Nuka's like, everyone leaves the fandom at 30. He didn't say it like that, but, you know, a lot of people leave the fandom at 30. And I was, I took issue with that. And everyone at FC, when he did his panel, took issue with that. They're like, what are you talking about? Everyone in that room was basically over 30. There were a few exceptions. But everyone was like, we're all over 30. Are we just like all like academically interested in this stuff? Like there's something going on here that says that that's not true. I don't know. And it was on my mind all FC and I talked to people about it. So I thought I'd ask you, uh, but for the record, I'm not leaving the fandom. The fandom is like my lifelong fraternity and I love it too much to leave. Well, and I'm not going to do that either. It's just, I guess I've just kind of, it's just kind of like life. You know how you get shat, shat on? Wow, that's a really bad word. Speaking of Michigan, I mean Cleveland. <laughs> you you kind of get rolled around in the dirt and you kind of get burned a little bit, you know? You get jaded. And you become jaded and then you then you retreat and you become more careful about who your friends are and who you associate with. And that- it's it's kind of a shame a little bit because I liked being... <laughs> I hate you. I like, I like being you. No, shut up. <laughs> I liked being my happy-go-lucky, I'm everybody's friend self, because that's deep down who I really am. That... But it's burned me. It's really... I don't know if that's... I'm not... I, I, don't, I, I know what I want to say. I just don't know how to get to it. That's not because you did anything wrong. It's because life is full of dicks. Life is full of dicks, pussies, and assholes. Remember that little bit from Team America? Yes. Right? The thing about that is furry, for a lot of people who are lifestylers, furry is, your character is this ideal version of yourself. And when something comes along and puts that version of yourself that's ideal under the microscope and damages it in some way, or causes it trauma, you get that jadedness. And so you, you're this ideal version of me is perfect and awesome and loved and beloved. And suddenly that's thrown into question. You don't feel that way anymore. Are you following me on this? Mm -hmm. It's hard to have that. The thing about it is this, the ideal version of you and your character are still reflections of who you really are deep down. They're still the idealistic you and that's not a bad thing. You just got to remember to keep your perspective. <sighs> At the same exact time, I think that... And you will evolve. Need to just brush off my jadedness and brush off my times of being burned and pick myself back up and keep going. I mean, I don't know. Anyways, you'll probably cut most of this. But no, I'm not. You know what? The thing is... So in the last three or four years, I've, I still go out and hang out with furries and stuff. I go on vacations and hang out with my furry friends. Like 
my friends, I don't say my furry friends, I just say my friends. I have like my non-furry friends, right? But the moments with my friends, I I have come to really appreciate those moments where everything kind of comes together and everyone is being themselves and no one is giving a shit and all that jadedness falls away for a little bit and we can just sit there and have a good time and it all comes back and those are the finest moments. You know, I feel like it's like, in, in the grand, in like my life, I'm just sipping a really good wine for that moment, you know? And those are st- those are why I'm not leaving. They're still there. They happen. They don't happen every day, but they happen and they're, they're pretty awesome. So anyways, there's your deep introspective question, Rue. <laughs> we need uh, to end on a good note. Well, you just made me basically say, am I, am I proud to still be a furry? Yes, I'm still proud to be a furry. Of course, I'm always still going to be that happy-go-lucky self. It's just, you know, like I said. Sometimes, sometimes it, yeah. Sometimes you have reality check you. Yeah. Yeah. Cup check. Housekeeping. No. Housekeeping. All right. It's time for housekeeping. You know what that means? Fancy music. Right? <laughs> I imagine like I imagined when I put this together that we would be in a room Sipping and there'd be wine. doilies all over everything. I call those rooms doily rooms. <laughs> the doily room. Did your grandma have a doily room? Yes. See? Old people have doily rooms. Mark my words, if I ever had a doily room, the doilies would be like like pink and rainbow. Like it would not be normal doilies. And I'd put weird things on them like lava lamps. Ah. <sighs> So, as far as housekeeping, a um, couple things that we would like you to do is, of course, comment on our show page. Also, talk to us on Twitter and Facebook. And Google+. And Google+. Send us emails to castfforwhatitsworth.com. If you have music, musicatforwhatitsworth.com, you have to own it. Yep. Um... If you want to send email directly to us, you can send it to cast at for what it's, I mean, rue at for what it's worth.com. <laughs> Tugs at for what it's worth.com. Or you can send fire breath and Koru email, just Koru or fire breath at for what it's worth.com. We need idents pretty badly. Yes. We don't have any idents. So in other words, what Next you need to do today. is you need to say, <clears throat> hi, this is Ruchi Lexico from for what it's worth. And I like being anal. <laughs> and you've been listening to For What It's Worth. <laughs> that was so excellent. <sighs> Are you going to edit that and actually use that? We'll That'd find be funny. Out. <laughs> Speaking of things. Yes. We need those idents. Yes, we do need idents. And we have something super amazing. I need super amazing music. Super amazing. Uh, there we go. There we go. There we go. <gasps> Margaret Cho is coming on our show. Oh my gosh. The very <gasps> next episode, no less. Uh, I she, think I broke my microphone. Right. And so, so next episode, we're going to talk to her about giving back to the community. We're going to talk to her about smiling and being funny. We'll also just accept your emails about anything you want to ask her. 
So, so what is exactly the topic? Isn't it um, finding humor in life, or finding humor in life while you give back? While you give back, yes. So you can send anything about that. Ask her questions. We really want to. Sh- we here's the thing, guys. Let's really show Margaret Cho that the furry community comes out for her. Let's really do it. Mm-hmm. Please help us take up the challenge. We we normally say ride us and stuff. The thing is, is bug your friends. If you have a friend, furry or not, that loves Margaret Cho, we will read their email to her. But Tugs, I don't know who Margaret Cho is. Google it. Who's Margaret Cho? Google it. <laughs> She's a comedian. She's well known. She's a bit of a social activist now. Uh, but she's honestly opened a lot of doors for a lot of people, including this very show. So, she's a wonderful person. Yes, she is. But We've we, been on her show before. I have been on We've her show been twice. We've been on Monsters of Talk. Yes, I've been on twice. Uh, but we really want, we really, really want to go all out for this, guys. So, please, please, please spread the word. We're serious. Even if you think, oh, I'm not going to be able to. This is the one time. If you don't have never done anything for the show that we want you to do something for the show. We say that all the time. But we really mean it this time. Like, I would give you a pizza if I could <laughs> for it. Well, send out for what it's worth lanyards. <laughs> we, you know what? I've been sorely debating doing surprise prizes for this. You don't know. So, like, really get involved. Like I said, if you have a friend who's a big fan, do it. Get them to email. We will, we will have her respond. What has Margaret Cho been a part of so that they know? Uh, well, she's done various comedy specials. She's doing Chelsea's Handler's new show on Netflix. She's on Fashion Police on Entertainment Weekly. She does a lot of outreach for the homeless in San Francisco. <gasps> she was on Drop Dead Diva. Um, she's on a lot of stuff. Yeah. And she shits her pants. <laughs> She was also on Weird Weird Al's new music video. I know that's really small, but whatever. She was on um, you don't text message breakup. Yeah. 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 She's a good person. She's she's very funny. Yeah. So thank you for um, bearing with us for that couple of seconds of rant. But please do help us out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's really let's let's sh- make us have to like figure something out. To get all the emails done. Yeah. We're counting on you. So when do they need to send the emails in by? We need your emails no later than the 24th of February. Awesome. We cannot extend that deadline. Nope. Because she's pretty much deadlocked. Yep. She's only going to be in town, in studio at a certain date. That's it. There's no extensions. Are you okay? <laughs> I didn't know that she's going to be in studio. <laughs> yeah. I like being anal. Oh, my god! You could even ask her sex questions if you want, guys. Like, nothing is taboo. Yeah. I, and you know what? She's probably going to um, ask a lot about the furry community as well, probably. So let's show her and tell her what the furry community is about. Okay. So I think that's all for housekeeping. All right. Is there anything else that you can think of? Thank you to Firebreath for our wonderful announcer work. As always, we couldn't do it without you, and God bless Tim Hortons. This has been Rue. 
what we have one other support person we also want to thank koru for doing the things he does he's not he's taking a little break lately it's okay but he does cable management and little fiddly bits that we don't like doing yes he's the gas in the engine Rue's the pedal i'm the steering wheel and fire breath is the driver can i beat the horn (laughs) that's the best horn i've got (sighs) okay so this has been Rue. tugs and this has been <laughs> for, for what, what it's, it's worth. worth the last episode <laughs> <laughs>